the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Be a follower of Jesus Christ. Be a believer in Jesus Christ. Surrender your life to Jesus Christ. Be serious about following Jesus Christ and putting Christ first in your life. Again, that's what you want to look for in a potential spouse. That's the kind of spouse you want to be. That's the kind of guy you want to be. Jacob is a follower of God. He obeyed God. He is walking by faith, trusting the promises of God. It's dictating the course of his life. And so that's the first quality we want to note here about Jacob. Jacob's example that he set in the Old Testament of a man of faith is one that anyone can learn from. He was a devoted follower of Christ and sought after him with life, walking step by step with faith. Pastor Dan is going to show you how you can learn from Jacob's example today and encourage you to look at how great his joy was from following God, how he treated the woman he wanted to be his wife, how he worshipped God, how he loved his enemies, and how nothing could take away his joy in Christ. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Genesis chapter 29 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. all this pent-up emotion that will just kind of come out. We'll cry tears of relief that we're there, that the journey's over, tears of joy because we're with Jesus and our faith has become sight and Jesus will wipe away our every tear. Jacob's just overcome with emotion here. It's been a hard journey for him. It's been a hard journey. Remember, I mentioned this before, but when Jacob gets to the end of his life, He will say, I've had a hard life. I mean, looking back, it's been a hard life for him. He's emotional. Verse 12 says, And Jacob told Rachel that he was her father's relative and that he was Rebekah's son. So she ran and she told her father Laban. Then it came to pass when Laban heard the report about Jacob, his sister's son, that he ran to meet him and embraced him and kissed him and brought him to his house. And so he told Laban all these things, you know, the whole story. Verse 14, and Laban said to him, surely you are my bone and my flesh. And he stayed with him for a month. Laban says, hey, your family, man, you know, Mikasa, Sukasa, you're welcome here. And Jacob stayed with Laban for a month. And then after being there for a month, verse 15 says, Then Laban said to Jacob, Because you are my relative, should you therefore serve me for nothing? Tell me, what should your wages be? While Jacob stayed with Laban, he pitched in and helped out with caring for Laban's sheep. Jacob was not a freeloader. 
just mooching off his uncle, right? And staying there for free and eating his uncle's food and just playing Xbox all day and that kind of thing. In fact, he's far from it. Laban wants to hire Jacob and pay him because Jacob is so beneficial to Laban. And Laban asks Jacob, how much do you want me to pay you? How much do you want me to pay you to get you to stay? Which tells us Jacob was a good worker. He was a hard worker. He was an asset to Laban. And Laban wants him to stay and basically says, name your price. I want you here. You're such a value to me. Now we're told in verse 16, now Laban had two daughters. The name of the elder was Leah and the name of the younger was Rachel. And Leah's eyes were delicate, but Rachel was beautiful of form. And appearance, it says Leah's eyes were delicate. Your translation might say weak. And there's some dispute over what that means. But most commentaries say it means she couldn't see very well. And so, you know, Leah was was squinting all the time. And, you know, or kind of like Velma and Scooby-Doo. Remember, she always seemed to lose her glasses and then would be kind of crawling around on the floor looking for, and then she would crush them with her knee kind of thing. So Leah is like Velma from Scooby-Doo. She can't see. I wear glasses, as you can tell, unless you need glasses and you can't tell that I have glasses on. I need my glasses to read. And sometimes I forget my glasses. Just recently, my family went to a restaurant for dinner And I forgot my glasses. But I didn't realize I forgot my glasses until we were seated and the waitress came over and handed us menus. And I realized I don't have my glasses. And so I turned to my wife and I said, I forgot my glasses. Could you read the entire menu to me? Which doesn't seem like an unreasonable request to me. Um, But I could see the expression on my wife's face even without my glasses. And Leah had delicate eyes. It says, but Rachel was beautiful of form and appearance. There's a contrast that's being made here between Leah and Rachel. And that's really the point. Rachel, in contrast to Leah, whatever the deal was with Leah's eyes, Rachel, in contrast to Leah, was beautiful in form and appearance. If you're taking notes, the Hebrew for beautiful in form and appearance is hubba hubba, right? I mean, that's what it means here. She's beautiful to look at. Verse 18 says, now Jacob, he loved Rachel. He's living there for a month with the family. He falls in love with Rachel. And now his uncle Laban says, hey, I'll pay you whatever you want. I don't want you to leave. You know, name your price. And so he says, I will serve you for seven years for Rachel, your younger daughter. Now, there are several qualities about Jacob's character that really stand out in this passage that we want to note here. And I would say, too, especially if you're a single person here today, you're a single person watching online, if you are a single guy, these are qualities you should want to possess. Right? If you want to marry the right person, you've got to be the right person. If you're a single girl, these are qualities you want to look for in a potential spouse, because Jacob is quite the suitor here. And so, first of all, Jacob is following God. 
That's the most important quality he possesses. And that's the most important quality to look for in a potential spouse. That's the most important quality to possess if you want to be married. Be a follower of Jesus Christ. Be a follower of Jesus Christ. Be a believer in Jesus Christ. Surrender your life to Jesus Christ. Be serious about following Jesus Christ and putting Christ first in your life. Again, that's what you want to look for in a potential spouse. That's the kind of spouse you want to be. That's the kind of guy you want to be. Jacob is a follower of God. He obeyed God. He is walking by faith, trusting the promises of God. It's dictating the course of his life. And so that's the first quality we want to note here about Jacob. The second quality that stands out about Jacob in this story is the way that he served Rachel. Really, even before their relationship began, when Rachel came to the well back in verse 11, Jacob jumped into action, watered Laban's flock. Again, watering a flock required a lot of work and a lot of time. And that one act speaks volumes about Jacob's character, that he would do that. None of those other shepherds got up to help her. He's not the only guy there at the well. But that one act of getting up, moving the stone, and taking all the time and energy to water her flock before he even introduces himself, that speaks volumes about Jacob's character, the way he seized that opportunity to serve Rachel, without anyone asking him to do it and without anyone telling him to do it, he just did it. Man, that's great. It's great to see that in a young man. You know, Jesus came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life for others. And Jacob exhibited that same quality. The third quality that is noteworthy about Jacob is that he pitched in and helped out while staying at Laban's house as a guest. He's a guest in Laban's home. Again, that says a lot about his character. That says a lot about his work ethic. You know, there are some young men who still live at home that aren't willing to help out around the house at all. They don't lift a finger. They expect their parents to just kind of wait on them hand and foot. Jacob was so helpful to Laban that Laban offered him a job. Jacob was a hard worker. He was an asset and not a liability to his family. And that's the kind of young man you want to be if you're a single young man. Even if you're not a single young man, that's the kind of man you want to be. If you're a single young woman, that's the kind of guy you want to look for. Hardworking guy, not a lazy guy. Hardworking guy. And verse 16, verse 16, again, if you're single, you're a single guy, I'm really going to poke you on this one a little bit. Verse 16, Jacob clearly communicates his intention to marry Rachel. He clearly communicates his intention to Rachel, and he communicates his intention to Rachel's father. Well, that's old-fashioned, isn't it? He communicates his intention to Rachel's father. So what does that mean? That means that Rachel knows where this relationship is going. And she has a very clearly defined timeline of when they will be married. And Jacob's only been there a month. He's only been there a month, and he is already communicating his intentions to Rachel's father. There are some women who date a guy for a year or two years or three years, and nothing is defined. 
in the relationship. And she doesn't know where the relationship is going. She doesn't know his intentions. Forget about a timeline. Shouldn't do that. If you're a single guy dating a girl, clearly communicate to her your intentions. Clearly communicate your intentions to marry her and speak to her father about your intentions and give her a timeline. And don't let your timeline be seven years. My wife would say, if you're a single guy, you need a plan and you need to work that plan. We'll return to Pastor Dan's message in a moment, but first, Pastor Dan would like to tell you about the Calvary Chapel Ellicott City app. We recently launched an app for our church, and we're really excited about it. It's designed to keep you connected to our radio ministry, Ring of Truth, as well as to our church, Calvary Chapel. And get this, we have over 1,200 sermons on the app. The app is super convenient, it's easy to use, and allows you to listen to Bible studies anytime, anywhere. So download the app right now, search for Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in your app store, or just follow the links on our website at calvaryec.com. What a great way to stay connected to Scripture. Now, back to today's message on Ring of Truth. Jacob's got a plan, and he's working a plan. The plan's going to take seven years just because of those circumstances, but he's got a plan, and he's working a plan so that he can marry this girl. And again, you're a young man. That's the kind of man you want to be. Make your intentions clear. Don't be indecisive. Don't be wishy-washy. You know, make it clear. Communicate what your intentions are. Have a timeline of when you will marry. Have a plan so that you can get married. And listen, listen, listen. Getting married and living in your parents' basement is not a plan. You laugh. I'm a pastor. I've had those conversations. Getting married and not having a plan of what you're going to do for a living to provide for your family, not a plan. You need to get a plan. You need to work a plan. And if you're a girl and your guy ain't got a plan, and he's not giving you a plan, he's not working a plan, you need to move on. You need to move on. Because you need a guy who's got a plan and knows where he's going and know how he's going to get you there. He's got a plan. He's working a plan. You know where the relationship is going. You know the timeline you're on. You know this is when we're going to get married. And he's the one telling her, this is what the plan is. This is what I'm going to do to provide for us. This is when we can get married. This is when we can become husband and wife. This is where we're going to live. This is the apartment. Okay? It's not my parents' basement. We're going to get a little apartment. He's got a plan. So, you know, earlier in Genesis, way earlier in Genesis, last year when we started Genesis, we did the verse about be fruitful and multiply. And we talked about that. And after that, we had a whole bunch of, People turn up pregnant in the church, right? So listen, if you're single, my wife calls those Genesis babies. If you're single and you're in a relationship, we need some Genesis engagements. Get a plan, work a plan, get engaged, get married, and do the thing, man. 
So verse 18, again, Jacob loved Rachel. He said, I'll serve you seven years for Rachel, your younger daughter. Normally the man would pay a bride price, you know, like a dowry. But Jacob doesn't have any money, so he's willing to work to earn the chance to marry Rachel. Verse 19, and Laban said, it's better that I give her to you than I should give her to another man. Stay with me. Not the most positive response from your future father-in-law here. I guess you're better than nothing, you know, kind of thing. Verse 20, so Jacob served seven years for Rachel, and they seemed only a few days to him because of the love he had for her. Isn't that romantic? You know, 1 Corinthians 13 says, love is patient. And love endures all things. And love never gives up. Love perseveres. That's how you know it's love and not merely lust. Lust is not patient. Lust does not endure. But love does. So verse 21, then Jacob said to Laban, give me my wife for my days are fulfilled. Hey, I've served you seven years. That was the deal. Give me my wife. And so Laban gathered all the men of the place and made a feast. Verse 22, they have this big wedding feast celebrating the wedding and weddings in the ancient world lasted for an entire week for seven days. Now it came to pass in the evening that he took Leah. Laban takes Leah, his daughter, and brought her to Jacob and Jacob went into her. Verse 24, and Laban gave his maid Zilpah to his daughter Leah as a maid. And so it came to pass in the morning, the next morning, the morning after the wedding, that behold, it was Leah. And he said to Laban, what is this you have done to me? Was it not for Rachel that I served you? Why then have you deceived me? Now, this is quite the switcheroo here. I've had the privilege of officiating several weddings throughout my time as a pastor. I've never had something like this happen. Laban just flat out deceived Jacob. And you may read this and wonder, well, how could Jacob not know it was Leah instead of Rachel? Well, brides in the ancient world wore veils, and the bride would keep the veil on during the wedding night. Plus, it's dark in the tent, so Jacob couldn't see. She's veiled. He can't see her face. By the way, this is why today when a bride wears a veil in a wedding, the bridegroom will lift the veil to kiss the bride. And to verify that it's the right girl, right? I made that up. That's not true. I totally made that up. But then Jacob confronted Laban about switching his daughter. And he says, you deceived me. Why'd you deceive me? Listen, Galatians 6 verse 7 says, For whatever a man sows, that will he reap. Remember what Jacob did in the previous chapters? Whatever a man sows, that's what he reaps. And Jacob discovered this to be true. Jacob deceived his own father, Isaac. Jacob did his own switcheroo with his dad. Jacob exchanged the younger for the older. Laban exchanged the older for the younger. Laban deceived Jacob in the same way that Jacob deceived his own father. Jacob got a taste of his own medicine here. And so verse 26 now, Laban says, well, it must not be done so in our country to give the younger before the firstborn. Hey, well, actually, we've got this custom here. And we don't marry off the younger daughter before the older daughter. It could have mentioned that custom before the wedding day, Laban. 
And really, he's just deceiving him. You think about it. Jacob has lived in this country for seven years. He would know if there's such a custom as this. He's lying to him. Laban is making this up and deceiving him. And he says now, look at verse 27. Fulfill her week, speaking of Leah, and we will give you this one, speaking of Rachel, also for the service which you will serve with me still another seven years. Fulfill the week means the marriage week of Leah. It's only the second day of this week-long celebration of the marriage. And Laban says, well, fulfill the week, finish the week-long celebration, and after the week is over, I'll give you Rachel as your wife, but only if you work for me another seven years. You have to pay a second bride price to get Rachel. Man! And Laban deceived him and now is just taking advantage of him in this situation. He's just got him over a barrel on this and is just taking advantage of him and ripping him off. And Jacob is in this jam now, and it's no little thing. I mean, we just read it on a page, but this is going to affect the rest of his life. This is going to affect the rest of his life. You know, some wrongs we suffer, they never go away. They affect us for the rest of our life. And how do we respond to that? You know, Jacob could be bitter for the rest of his life. He could be consumed with what Laban did to him for the rest of his life. This could define him for the rest of his life. And for some people, they are defined by what happened to them for the rest of their life. He could try to get even with Laban Somehow, But here's what the Bible says. The Bible says, be angry and sin not. The Bible says, do not return evil for evil. Romans 12, 21 says, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Don't let the evil that happened to you overcome you or consume you. But instead, overcome evil with good. And that's what Jacob does. He overcomes evil with with good. Verse 28, and we're almost finished. Then Jacob did so, and he fulfilled her week. You just see the integrity of Jacob here. And so he gave him his daughter Rachel as wife also, and Laban gave his maid Bilhah to his daughter Rachel as a maid. And then Jacob also went into Rachel, and he also loved Rachel more than Leah, and he kept his commitment. Even though he was so wronged in this, he kept the commitment. And he served with Laban still another seven years. Jacob was wronged. What Laban did to him was terrible. Obviously, he didn't want to marry Leah. But now he's married to her. This is going to affect the rest of his life. Now listen, the Bible says that God works all things together. For good. And that's not just like a sweet saying. That's true. God really does work all things together for good. From his marriage to Leah will come many sons, but one son in particular, Judah. And from Judah will come the Savior of the world, Jesus Christ. You think God's working all things together for good? Out of this marriage that was the result of deception, 
became the greatest blessing ever known in the world. He asked me how I know, and I say, brings truer than the finest crystal. Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Pastor Dan has been teaching through the book of Genesis, verse by verse, chapter by chapter, and we encourage you to keep reading on your own. As you go through Genesis, it's important to not lose sight of the bigger picture of God's plan. You get some valuable insights into God's character through this book and how he interacts and intercedes with those he's created. Would you like to listen to more teachings from this series or explore other message series from God's Word? If so, visit our website, calvaryec.com. You can also subscribe to the Ring of Truth podcast. It's a great way to keep connected to the teaching of Scripture. We'll notify you every time we upload a new episode. You'll find a link to subscribe to our podcast at our website, calvaryec.com, or just search for Ring of Truth in iTunes. We also want to encourage you to find a church home that will help guide and support you in your walk with the Lord. It's important to spend time in fellowship with other believers. The body of Christ functions best together after all. If you're ever in or near the Columbia, Maryland area, we'd love to have you join us at Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. Visit calvaryec.com to find directions and get more information about joining us at Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. That's all we have time for today. Tune in next time to continue this study in Genesis right here on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that crack. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.